We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to The Uncontested an Oklahoma City Thunder and NBA podcast featuring Jacob. All you haters come at me. Taylor. You're a step past a hater like I'm Rondo. Upgrade your baby mama to a condo. Nick. I really wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Swaggy Pete. Kamiar. I just got done taking a nap. And Justin. I'm too fast. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere you listen to your pods and at bluewirepods.com. It is Sunday afternoon and we have just finished watching the Thunder's blue and white scrimmage. I am joined today. We've got Taylor here. What's up? And sitting next to me is Kamiar. It's been a long time. You know, <laughs> it's been a, It's been a while, but hey. I feel like there's a song that starts that way, but I can't it's think of what it is. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just winging it. Yes, so uh, that's awesome. Back again. There you go. There you I go. I am back. Tell no friends. Hey, it's actually <laughs> funny that you uh, that you went with that because um, <laughs> speaking uh, of the Thunder scrimmage, uh, somebody who wasn't back that I think maybe we need to lead off this podcast Ooh, with. Ooh, that's a good transition is Andre Robertson. Uh, for a guy that was, quote, full go heading into training camp, he did not appear in the blue and white scrimmage today. Training staff, coaching staff decided to not play Andre Robertson today. What level of concern should we have with this? Is this just, just something that's it just is what it is, or, or is he not still fully ready to I mean I, I assume he's fully ready to play five on five. That's why he's been in the training camps and everything. You know, this isn't the first time they've scrimmaged, but it is the first time the public's been able to see it and he's not out there. So should we read anything into this? I mean I think it's definitely worth looking into 
particularly because Thunder PR like had an apparently had like an announcement to the the media today. Saw some people tweeting about it, saying that they're that Thunder were being cautious with his minutes. And like I get that it's just like a like you said, it's well, just this a is pretty damn but, cautious. He played right, zero. <laughs> right, he didn't play at all. So that's extremely. I don't know. It, I, I'm very curious to see if he will get any time in preseason at all. I think that will tell us a lot. Obviously, you know, if they are just trying to save him for like you know regular season. Or if they will like start to integrate him back, and even if it's slowly throughout preseason, um, but it, it definitely was was interesting, and I think it's slightly concerning. I mean, it says he's full go, right? I mean, you would think that although they said he is full go, he actually gets some burn because you thought, okay, maybe, maybe he's full go, but he just doesn't have the game shape that they want him to. Well, you would expect that if they have a scrimmage, he would be fine as far as the minutes he would be able to play in response to like maybe to like a game, an actual game or a preseason game. Because if he's full go and you're trying to get him his his playing breath back and his playing shape back, you would think that he'd be fine in a freaking scrimmage. Exactly, where that's kind of where you really get that stuff point. back Devin, in a scrimmage. Devin, Devin right. Hall is playing or some stuff like that. So I don't know. That's a really yeah. good point. It's uh, it's interesting. It's maybe a, a little concerning. I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, I'm going to hold off judgment until we see what happens on Tuesday, the team's first official preseason game. Uh, up in Taylor's neck of the woods in Tulsa. T-Town. Uh, the I'll BOK. Be uh, so I'm going to wait to see what happens on Tuesday before I, I say that I'm like super concerned about this, but I, I find it interesting. He's not going to play. Definitely it, is interesting. Yeah, yeah he if, doesn't, he doesn't if he doesn't play, play Tuesday, then ooh. then I think we have problems. He's not going to Time play. to start being concerned. Exactly. Yep. So besides that negative, Taylor, what was one one thing that you were positively surprised about in this scrimmage today? Well, Hamadou Diop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, that's a running joke, running gag we have going right now, so I had to lead off with that. But I think one that stood out to me and that I saw tweet about the most, I guess we'll go ahead and just start with it. I think maybe the most obvious, Darius Baisley looks like a player. He looked, he honestly looked really good. And again, this we're leading all this off with a disclaimer that it's just a scrimmage, right, against the Thunder. And, you know, some guys might not be trying quite as hard as others and et cetera, et cetera. But I was really impressed with his ability to run the floor, handle the ball. I mean, some of his ball hand, his ball handling looked was crisp, sharp. Um, he's strong with the ball. Um, he's not loose with it with the handles, and, and he can finish at the rim. You know, we saw him dunk a couple different times. Um, he has the length and at the length to, and the the strength to guard and play with you know forwards and and kind of bang down low a little bit, but also has the quickness and athleticism to keep up with guards. You know, we even saw him guard SGA there for a while. And so I saw some really good things from Baisley. You know, I'm really impressed, and I thought it was interesting as well. You know, you never want to look into the lineups or the starting lineups for these too much, but I, I found it interesting that he was with that white team that had Steven, um, CP3, uh, Gallo, and then who else started with, with them? Uh, Dennis Schroeder was right, on Schroeder, yeah, shooting guard. So I, I thought that was interesting seeing him get some minutes with, with some of the vets, and I thought he did really, really well. Yeah, I thought that he made smart decisions with the ball. He is very clearly a ball mover. He's a good passer. Uh, he didn't force anything and he actually had multiple plays where like he set others up, which is pretty encouraging from a six foot nine guy, uh, who can handle the ball. That's, that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, so that's a really Tommy, good point. did you have any thoughts on, on Baisley? I mean, he 
definitely is really lengthy. Um, I don't know what positions he can play on the floor. Like he seems like he's young enough right now to where he can play the three as well as play the small ball four. And maybe in some instances, like how tall is this guy? He's six nine with a seven foot wingspan. Yeah, so in some instances in small ball, I guess you could even play him at the five if you really wanted to. But like that's interesting, and, yeah. And I, I guess like if you wanted to have super small ball lineup, and like maybe you're playing the Rockets and Clint Capella's out there with his large ass, <laughs> and like you have a Darius Baisley that maybe is not as physical but can move around him quite quickly. I mean that's that might be something you utilize. But I mean he's got length. Uh, he gets to the rim a lot. His shot is okay. It's not busted or broken by any means. But you can tell that they're probably going to work on that shot. But I mean. He's a rookie, so he's going to have ups and he's going to have downs. He had so. a nice little block on Shea Gilgis Alexander guarding him out on the perimeter earlier. I think it's going to be we're going to learn a lot about Baisley from now to Christmas time. I think by the time Christmas gets here, uh, he's played in the NBA a little bit. He's got some chance to get some developmental minutes under his belt. And I think that's where we're really going to start seeing stuff from him. Uh, can he grow as the season progresses, as he's in? Uh, the grind of the NBA season because you got to remember the last time this guy's been regularly playing basketball games like official basketball games high was high school, school so. yeah it was over a year ago that's pretty crazy yeah so but so both, that aspect of it's going to be a little bit interesting yeah well and, but I just think in general just watching his talent and his basketball IQ particularly for his age and how young he is like I th- I do think the Thunder are going to have trouble just not playing him at all like I think you absolutely, when you have a guy with that that talent, that potential, I think you're going to want to see him out on the floor. I think he at least proved that today. And I, I thought it was kind of cool. Like I said, he got throw, uh, kind of thrown out in that lineup today, and, and Billy was coaching him. So I, I think Billy thinks highly of him already. Um, you know, we, we heard him, I think somebody asked about him um, at training camp earlier in the week, and, and Billy talked about his grasp for the game at his age, how impressive that was. And we certainly saw that today. It was, it was definitely on display. I just can't tell how good he is. Yeah, it, it's right. it's a hard thing to kind of measure, you know, especially right. in in one inter team scrimmage. Yeah. It's just it's kind of hard to, to to measure and to balance. I think it's going to take us a while before we get a real good feel for the kid. Like I think if he actually plays during the season, he might have a couple of first really good games like Diallo did, and then once people realized, oh, he's a rookie and he probably can't shoot that well, uh, let's just give him space in front of us, just like right. they do Russ. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. They'll start to adjust. That's a really good point. It could be a similar rookie year, uh, kind of like what Homie did or ha- had last year, where he you know gets playing time early on, and then we kind of see teams start to adjust and and get film and, and learn more about or get film on him and learn more about him. I think that's a good point. Yeah, but it'll also be interesting because this Thunder team, you know, I kind of want to say they don't have a lot of wings. They do. But how many of those guys are actually good and deserve NBA minutes at the three, especially? You have Ferg, you have Robertson, uh, Abdul Nader, Deontay Burton. Nader's going to get a lot of minutes. Well, see, and I thought that was That's weird about all too. I got. I mean, I don't think Homie can play the three regularly in the league. He's only right. six foot five. He's too small. Yep. And he's, yeah, it's just not quite strong enough either. But I thought it was interesting. I don't think Nader got in until, like, was it the second quarter or late in the first? Um, he didn't play very much early on, which I found really weird. And they played Baisley over. I mean, I guess in terms of fit, it makes sense. But they played Baisley over Nader. Um, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. But from that point forward, he continued to play and he shot the ball fairly well. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how how Billy uses Abdul. Definitely, I agree. 
another positive that I took away are the big men who can shoot the basketball. There's a lot of shooters out there today. Yeah, they had a lot of. I mean, they didn't make a ton of shots today, but you can just tell this team has shooters. Danilo Gallinari can stroke it. Mike Muscala can stroke it. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander had a good looking stroke. Ferg hit a couple. Nader hit a couple. Chris Paul can shoot it. I mean, there's just it's it's more shooting than I can remember this team having in a long time. Definitely. I mean, are they? They're not elite shooters. They're above average shooters. I'm like, you just have Danilo Gallinari who didn't really get the ball that much, to be honest. It was kind of weird. Uh, he just didn't seem like he was getting the ball a lot. Chris Paul missed some open shots, but had some good stuff at the rim. I mean, it's a scrimmage. And Shea Gilgis, that dude just shot anytime he had the ball somewhat open and at the three-point line, just let it go. Yeah. And then Ferguson, I mean, he he looked bad today on the offensive end. Like real bad. He he was do he didn't get the ball a whole lot, I felt like. And he was doing things like I saw Ferg set multiple on ball screens, which is not typical. I probably saw him set more on ball screens today than I did all of last season. Uh just moving around more rather than just spotting up in that corner and floating a little bit when his man turns his head so he can catch it and shoot a three point shot. Ferg did uh what was moving more on offense, which yes, uh, I, I think is is something they're trying to encourage him to continue to do uh, to try to make that next step. Muskie had like three threes. Yeah, he, yeah. he and they were like, they were what? Like they didn't hit anything but the bottom of the net. He, I think like he one of actually, the one he missed like was in and out too. I mean, yeah, he can he can stroke it. Yeah. At the same time, didn't last year like... I tweeted Patterson. this last year. We said the same <laughs> Pat, thing about Patterson. Patrick Patterson hit a lot of threes and then he just sucked balls. Yep. Mascala so, uh, could literally be this year's Patrick Patterson. You just got to take it all with a grain of salt, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, but, like even like Justin Patton, we saw him step out and and look to shoot some threes. Like I, you're right. I think the the big guys uh, expanding the they're opening up the floor and taking those shots can be really good for guys like CP3 and Shea uh, and Schroeder when they're driving to the rim. Even Steven, you know. So I, I thought that was promising. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so while we're recording this right now, actually, the NFL is going on. Uh, Come here. How are your Steelers at this moment? Uh, they're currently winning, but I know they're going to lose. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> they're also playing a rookie quarterback now. It's Rest hard in to peace, keep Mason track. Rudolph. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of like this Thunder scrimmage and all these NFL games and the college football games that were on yesterday. Uh, so that leads us to our first sponsor. Following a team you love in 2019 can be time consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. Scrolling through every app and visiting every website on a daily basis is impossible. That's why I subscribe to Axios Sports, the best free daily newsletter in the land. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. I know Kamiar is uh, itching to get those cricket updates. <laughs> I hear him chirping sometimes. <laughs> Axios Sports also highlights the most important stats and trends, giving you the ability to stay informed. It's super simple to sign up, and it's completely free. You just have to go to sports.axios.com. Not only will you be caught up, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. 
Join the 100,000 sports fans who get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. You don't have to get out your credit card and type in a number. It's all free. This is free curated sports content delivered directly to you. Sign up at sports.axios, that's A-X-I-O-S dot com to try it for free. Again, sports.axios.com. Sounds like the name of a Greek man. <laughs> Axios. Yeah. He was uh he was one of Socrates' students. Is it <laughs> Oh no, okay. I was playing that uh Assassin's Creed and they had like the it was like the Odyssey or whatever version, whatever it was, and the guy's name was Alexios, not Axios. Alexios. Hey, that's yeah, cool. that's similar though. Close Interesting. Enough. Yeah, that's a good name, Alexios. <laughs> that is might pretty name, cool. Might name my firstborn that Alexios. Alex for short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I might name my firstborn uh, Shay because yes. Shay Gilgis Alexander I thought looked really freaking good he in this scrimmage today. Really good, uh, especially attacking the hoop. He's he's got a great change of direction. He's he plays with great pace. He can finish with those long freaking arms. He can finish down low, and I thought he had some really really nice passes setting up some guys after he drove and drew the defensive attention. Uh, what did you guys take away from Shay's performance today? He's long and he's strong, yes. and he likes to shoot the ball a lot. I thought you were gonna go with something that rhymes with long and strong. <laughs> uh, I can't come up with an. Yeah, I was gonna I say can, I can come up with one, but I don't think I want to use it here. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he looks he looked good. He's he looked long, good. strong, <laughs> and his cousin likes to sing a song. Boom! Did you see that video yeah, I yesterday? Saw that. Uh, of Nikhil, uh, Nikhil, yeah, Nikhil Alexander Walker singing. Um, yeah, I got was, sunshine. No, no, he's saying. Um, is that what it's called? Oh uh, wait, no. Uh, and no, I you're need right. You. Sorry, I got confused. Uh, Dude, and I, I miss you. <laughs> I wish OKC somehow got Nikhil Alexander Walker, not Baisley's. Yeah, I Nikhil Nikhil went really high in the draft though. He was like pick number twelve or something, wasn't he? Well, he's, he's good. Maybe we'll get number pick twelve. So the next five years, <laughs> it's like that's true. Peak mediocrity. Yeah, not bad. So, but I thought I thought Shea played really well today. I was really impressed. He he shot some off the dribble. He got to the That's rim. what I was about to mention. He's that was good to see. He's got a slow shooting motion. Yeah, is he that, does. Is that, that me slow or is that? Yeah, it it seems like it takes him a, a, a second to to get the ball in the pocket and fire it up. Um, so I don't know. He's not going to be a guy that shoots a lot like when he's tightly contested. Uh, but he's just. I so guess you could say he'll shoot when he's uncontested. Boom! The name of the podcast, guys. <laughs> but but uh, one thing, one thing about his his slow shooting form though is he does. We talked about his length. You know, he's able to, sh- to shoot so high, but you know, he shoots above his head, and his release is, is high enough that he's still able to get a shot off, even if it's a little slow. And he's able to use that to his advantage. And so, seeing him pull off, uh, pull off up the dri- off the dribble, um, I thought was really promising. And and just seeing him hit those threes, I thought was nice as well. Just seeing him expand his game out because, like we said, and like we were aware, like he can drive to the rim just about whenever he wants. He's yeah, so he was really aggressive too. Very aggressive, particularly when the, the blue team was down there. You know, we saw him just kind of go on a streak. And then, like you mentioned, I think you brought up a really good point, Jacob, is that in that like you know once he had driven to the basket a couple times and taken shots or drawn fouls he was able to set up teammates he didn't just keep going to the rim and and just throwing up um shots 
you know, over and over. He, he found teammates and was able to set them up. And uh, his game's really balanced, which I really like. I think that's that's going to be huge for this team. But I was extremely impressed. And I think the thing that just stood out to me the most is the way he's able to use his length and versatility to get to the rim and finish around the rim. Like, it's just – it's hard to, hard to stop. Yep, I agree. And he does it on defense, too. We saw him block a couple shots. He, like, blocked Gallo one time and um, blocked somebody else down low. Like, I, I think that's promising also. I think he's just going to be better when Steven Adams is his center and Chris Paul is his point guard. I think he has a mid-range game that he's supposed to be pretty good at, but we didn't really get to see a lot of it because he didn't. He, he had Nerlens as his screener instead of Steven Adams. Yeah, yep. He's going to get open so much in that free-throw line area off Steven Adams' screens this year. You know, be at the three-point line, come off the screen, take two steps in. As Steven starts to roll and the defense scrambles to get back in position, he's going to have that mid-range pull-up a lot. Because, like, who, That's who, true. who were his teammates today? It was him, he had, uh, Deontay. He had Deontay. Nerlens, he had Nerlens. Diallo. Diallo and... Dort. And <laughs> Lou Dort. Who started with them? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who else started on that team. It wasn't anybody that great. Oh, and it was Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and first. Yeah. So, and then, like, and then, of course, the other team. So, that's not a lot of size at all. The other right. team, you had freaking CP3, Schroeder, Baisley, Gallinari, and Steven Adams. And you there's could, a lot of, from three to five on that roster, there's a lot of length. You could tell, like, who is the better team here. And so, I mean, for the fact that they actually made the game somewhat close at one point, that was pretty impressive because at, at one point, what? The blue team had like 12 points and eight of them were Shays. Yeah. And so with the help of Adams screening and Gallinari and posting up in the corner or, or they're supposed to be running a lot more motion, so maybe not posting up in the corner but just getting motion offense, but with the help of all this other stuff, he won't have to take as many just like, you know, walk up threes like he did today. You know, one thing I found interesting is that in the past, in the blue-white scrimmages, we've seen certain players uh, switch teams. Like, uh, Billy will bring over, like, for example, Ferguson to play with, like, that starting group uh, instead of Shooter and put Shooter back over on the blue team, like, at halftime or something. I was kind of hoping we'd see some of that, like, with Ferg and then also with SGA, and we didn't. He he kept everybody in the same, and, you know, they, they quit the scrimmage after three quarters. So, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that start those starters together. But, you know, that one thing I keep coming back to is, like, all these guys seem pretty capable. Like, we talked about Mascala, and we talked about, like, even Justin Patton looked like a guy. Kind of reminds me of, like, a rough Nerlens. Like, last year, you know, when he came in, um, he was a little rough around the edges, and uh, but showed potential. And it, it kind of reminds me of Patton a little bit, just with his ability to, to expand the floor. And he looks to be in decent shape. You know, he has some good defensive plays, a couple blocks. Um, but there's guys like that that I just wonder. And it, we talked about Baisley and how good he looks and trying to get him in. It's like... Where are all these minutes going to come from? Because, like you said, if Dre ends up playing, he's going to take up minutes, and then Ferguson's going to be playing with that group, and Shea's going to be playing with those starters. Like, there's just we talked about Hami. Like, there's just not a whole lot of minutes to go around with this team. Yeah, I agree. Like we just said that we thought that Abdul Nader will get time. Yeah, Nader. Is, like, yeah. There, there's just I don't know where all the minutes come from, right? Like the the point guard minutes are all soaked up. The, the two guard minutes with Ferguson, with Shea, um, if they run th- three-point guard lineups, the, the, the two guard minutes are all soaked up. The center right. minutes are all soaked up. So you're really looking at the three and the four. Well, the four, you have Gallinari. Muscala's probably going to play. Yep. You have Dre. You have Ferg, who's going to play some time at the three. 
Um, so, so maybe Baisley, maybe Nader, like maybe, there, yeah. you're, you're, there's not a whole lot of time to be absorbed there. Like, I don't think those guys play every single game. So it's, right. it's going to be interesting. Who gets more minutes? Um, Nader or Burton? Ooh, that's good. I'm going to go with remember, Nader. Remember, it's Billy Donovan. Yeah, that's I'm going to go Nader as well. <laughs> Who gets more minutes? Burton or Diallo? That one's tough. Yeah. I'm barely going Diallo, but I think it might be kind of close. Although I'll say this, there's a chance that Burton just won't see the four unless there's some big trades that happen um, post-trade deadline, you know? Who gets more minutes, Diallo or Nader? Probably Nader. I'm going Nader on that yeah, one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Nader also. Does that make you feel sad? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we might not see a whole lot of homie. Because, yeah. like, they have guys at the one and the two and guys at the four and the five. And then the three, there's kind of like, well, we've got Ferg, kind of, and we've also kind of got Dre, kind of yep. got Nader, kind of got Burton. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's going to be, as we see kind of some rotations uh, this coming week with preseason games, I think – we'll start to get a little more clearer picture, but it's going to be fascinating. I think I'm excited for it. Definitely. Uh, any other players from the, from the scrimmage you guys want to talk about? I'd like to touch on uh, Steven Adams for a second. I Ooh, thought, yeah, we haven't mentioned Steven. May, yet. Maybe he didn't finish great around the rim, but I thought his passing and his rebounding were, were very much of note. Absolutely. Some of his passes were, pretty incredible um when he's kicking out to shooters like that particularly with all the shooters he's gonna have this season like i think that could be pretty huge for this team yeah there was a few plays where he would uh get the ball uh either on a pick and roll or get it passed to him and like take two dribbles into the paint and as help rotated over he would kick to a corner to a wide open shooter uh which was pretty encouraging uh just just to see his playmaking if he can make plays like that uh and make those backdoor passes like he has and and do those different things, it really opens up this offense even more, and, and it adds even more to that ball movement that they've been talking about. Well, and, and that's a good point, too. I don't know if we want to completely transition like away from Steven, but just the, I think the ball movement on both ends of the floor, or for both teams, I thought was really uh, noticeable. You definitely didn't see the ball stick with one player. Uh, even, like you mentioned, like SGA you know, taking control and driving to the rim, it's, he would often kick out, set up a teammate, and either they would shoot if they were open or they'd make an extra pass. And those are things that we haven't seen very often, you know, with guys like Paul George and Russell Westbrook. So um, it's going to be a completely new style of play. And I think it's going to be refreshing and kind of fun, exciting to watch. Like just watching Steven down low, like kick it out to a shooter and seeing that shooter make the extra pass to an, another wide open three point shooter. Like I think that's going to be a, a really fun and um, could, could be a great style of basketball. So yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting. I mean, overall, <laughs> this team has more shooting last year than it did, or more shooting this year than it did last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, you had Paul George, and he was basically your bell cow for shooting the ball. And then, I mean, Russ is Russ. God bless the guy, but he's not the best shooter in the world, especially for free throws. Even though he did, <laughs> he did make it. La- last year, it was he wasn't the best nice. shooter in the world from from anywhere. Any spot the beginning on of the, the court. season to the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, but like, so this year you have Chris Paul who can play off the ball as we saw in Houston and he's a decent shooter especially when he's wide open you have an SGA who he's a decent shooter I mean he's coming into his second year so we'll see what growth he's had and um, he's he's been he played off the ball a ton in Los Angeles then you have Dennis Schroeder who's not that much of a shooter but he's better than Russ and he's kind of your average shooter guy 
You have Gallinari, who actually had his best year of his career last year. Shot the hell out of the ball last shot year. shot actually better than Paul George, I believe. Oh, yeah, by like yeah. five percentage points. And then you have a Mike Muscala, who has been shooting, you know, like 34, 36% during his career, which is not like the best, but it's actually pretty okay. I mean, and better than what Patterson has ever done as far as like, I mean, he's been more consistent with shooting 34 and 36% than Patterson ever was with like 37, 38. And then you have Justin Patton, who's shown a mid-range-ish game today. Uh, Ferg, you still know he's got some growth to do. I mean, it was one scrimmage. Maybe it was a bad scrimmage, but you can tell that he's, he still has some growing to do. But yep. there's a lot more shooting available, and especially with this team that wants to move the ball a lot more than just rust driving kick because when we talk about like other players saying, like Patterson saying there's issues going on in OKC, you're like, oh, God, this is uncomfortable. And then... I told this to Jake the other day. I was like, well, it's going to be really awkward when we read a book in 10 years when Russ kind of hijacked the offense and it turned players off. Yeah. And instead of like motion off the ball. So maybe we'll get to see motion off the ball with combined with actual decent shooters. And I'm not saying by any means is a team better, but you replace two superstars with one guy that's like a used to be star that's actually pretty still okay. And uh, I mean, like Chris Paul's more than still okay. I mean, he's pretty good. But and you replace him with above average kind of like role player guys or guys that are starters. I mean, we'll see what happens. You bring up a really good point, Comrade. I, I was wanting to ask you guys this, so that's kind of funny. Um, obviously, in terms of talent, this is not the most talented Thunder team overall that we've had in a while. But just we have guys with the caliber of Russell Westbrook and Paul George. But from a depth standpoint, this might be one of the deepest Thunder teams we've had in a very long time. Uh, we just talked about some of these guys who are very capable NBA players or guys that could see minutes or contribute to an NBA team who are going to be struggling to get minutes because of all the depth that this team has. Is this one of the deepest teams you guys think we've had and maybe since like that 2016 year or maybe even before that? So it's interesting because the it's a different type of depth. Do they have high-end, like going to compete depth? No. But do they have depth as far as guys that are just going to get minutes because maybe some positions they're overloaded with talent and some positions they just need bodies? In that sense, yes. Does that make sense? That's a good. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's a that's a really good point. I think it's a good way to put that. I feel like we've also said OKC has a really good depth or the best depth <laughs> they've had in a while for the first time, like every single year for the past three or four years. And then I mean, it never this, turns out to be right. Yeah, I mean, like. You have you still have Schroeder for a minute, at least for a minute, and then you have Nerland, who seems to be poised for at least one full year with the Thunder because there could be rumors of a Stephen Adams trade, but not really rumors. It's just kind of like hearsay, and people are running with it. And then now you have like a Dre who started for the team for a long time. We have no idea who he, who he is or what he is right now, but, I mean, offensively he sucks, but... I mean, when you can't move, you all, all you can do is work on your free throws, so at least maybe his free throws are, are better. Um, but, I mean, like, overall, the amount of talent they have on the team is they're not garbage. It's not like they have Russ and PG, and then the bench is just complete garbage. They have a decent amount of talent, but is it, like, overwhelming talent or special talent? No. Yeah, and I think also depth has a lot to do with how the team is set up and how they how they play and how they work. Um this team used to have – why did I just – DJ Augustine, there we go. Uh, this team used to have DJ Augustine as a backup point guard who lost his job to Cameron freaking Payne, who kind of sucked. And then now DJ Augustine is 
is a lower mid-tier starting point guard in the league for the Orlando Magic and playing great. So it's not like DJ just suddenly got a lot better. It was just the fit and the style of play that the Thunder did didn't fit him. And so I think that affects depth as well, or that at least perceived depth. And so maybe with, with a more ball movement-centered offense, the, this depth starts to shine a little bit more because everyone has a chance to like show off what they're good at without what having to, to overexert right. their flaws. And they aren't like pigeonholed and just being a – like for example, a shooter, a three and D player like Ferguson, like you know, we saw like you mentioned, we saw him moving off the ball. We saw him try to handle the ball a little more, a little today, even if it didn't work all that well. And we're gonna see guys trying new things. You know, Basley gives him an opportunity to show what he's capable of. So it's certainly going to be different. I think it'd be better for some of these guys, particularly the young guys. Agreed. Basley's gonna get a lot of playing time once they trade away half the team midway through the season. Yeah, hey, I hope Gallo, so. <laughs> whenever Gallo gets traded, I think you see Baisley get a lot more minutes. Um, speaking of Baisley, he's young, man. Nineteen, like nineteen and two or three months. He's uh, he's not that old. I don't even think he has to shave yet. Um, but if he did, <laughs> he'd probably use Harry's. I'm sure he would. You know, Stephen Adams. Really could, loud. That was Sorry. loud. <laughs> Stephen Adams could also use Harry's. He uh, he seems to be keeping his beard groomed, but. He's obviously not clean, cleanly shaven like Baisley. But humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles. And neither do you. That's why Harry doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. Personal endorsement. Um... <laughs> I, I personally I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave easy glide and low price so do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash blue wire for your free trial today uh, personally I think Harry's is awesome they have some great great opportunities uh, some great packages you don't have to go and just buy one blade you can get a, a, a shaving uh, package for a, a great great price Harry's is just super convenient blade refills are delivered directly to your door on schedule with or without a subscription and there's no risk to you for trying them out if you don't love your shave let them know and they'll give you a full refund listeners of the uncontested can redeem their harry's trial set at harrys.com bluewire you'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go so go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today, and maybe you too can look like Darius Baisley. Today, Junior. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't really do that beforehand. Just copy and pasted it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the story of my college career. Didn't read through any of that before. Just beforehand. copy and pasted it. <laughs> Just copy and pasted it. Still got degrees, uh, though. Still got that degree. <laughs> Gotta make it till you make it. All right. That's uh, right. Any any parting thoughts on the scrimmage? Anybody that we didn't talk about that we need to before we wrap this bad boy up? Lou Dort is a thick man. Oh my he god, is. he's, he's, he's so a thick. walking muscle. Like <laughs> so he is thick. buff, and he's. I think he's only nineteen too. I think he's nineteen or twenty one. He looks like he's got two mortgages and paying child support. <laughs> he looks. He looks kind of scary. Looks like he'd be playing football out there this yeah, Sunday. Yeah, he, he 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 looks like a linebacker. Abdul Nader looks skinnier. 
Yeah, he does. He, yeah. he looks Abdul thinner. Nader. I told quicker. this to Kamiar while we watched the screen. He said he's Abdul on the Nader alkaline diet. Looks a lot like Tabo Cephalosha to me. Kinda. He kind of does. That's interesting. They're kind of build a similar. Egyptian way. Yeah. <laughs> also, Lou but, is twenty. I just looked it up. Oh, he's twenty. Yeah. He's still, still buff AF. Right. But yeah, Nader says he's on the alkaline diet, and he says you can't eat anything. But what is the that alkaline diet. I don't know. Google it. That sounds like you're eating batteries. That's that's what I thought. Oh, so after Maybe you said that, did anybody else like? Did anybody else did it stand out to you that his like very strange, awkward laugh? He like had his no. super strange like chuckle that just it was almost like the Kawhi chuckle. It was really funny. <laughs> like kind of yeah. I mean, it, it was. I'll look it up. That it was wasn't a sounder. That was that just came out of calming our mouth, <laughs> which is kind of spot impressive. On. Alkaline diet. I'm looking it up right it now. It describes a group of loosely related diet based on the misconception that different types of food can have an effect on the pH balance of the body. It originated from the acid ash hypothesis. I, I'm not reading all of that. What is this? I don't know. Including what foods. Okay, here we go. Including what foods you can eat to avoid things. What is the alkaline diet? If people that are listening to this podcast are probably like, what the hell? All right. Certain foods that are considered acidic, alkaline, or neutral. So you can eat fruits, nuts, legumes, and vegetables. So basically, he's eating the same stuff as While, while it avoids meat, poultry, cheese, and grains. Why is this entire team avoiding eating meat? They need it's amino all, acids. It's all about... It says, used in order to make the urine more alkaline. So he's trying to clear out his piss is what he's doing. I just don't understand. Oh, my God. I was, like, angry in this. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I was just watching, this, <laughs> watching the, the Ravens game, too, and Mark Andrews is hurt now. Anyways. Gosh dang it. So I'm it's just like. Team. Yeah, same. <laughs> and so, but this entire team is full of hurt boys, and I we ranted on this in the Slack about, like, hey. The way your body needs, like, you know, it needs proteins, it needs, the, like, amino acids, which are the building blocks of muscles to make sure your body does not break down during the season. You need protein. And what this team is operatively doing is not getting protein. <laughs> They're eating plant based diets. And I'm like, okay, I looked over at Jacob today during the, the, the scrimmage and I said, hey, do you think they drink a lot of protein shakes? He's like, I don't know. And like I swear to God, they probably better get like, protein shakes like every other like hour. like a can of peanut butter a day. Like, but <laughs> that I just don't understand. Like, hey, by the way, my hamstring messes up every other game. My name's Chris Paul because I don't have the necessary nutrients in my diet to make sure those things are being like refortified. Oh, my name is Dre, and I just blew out half my freaking leg. I think I'll follow <laughs> that same diet. Like, what? Why? What is wrong with this team? And you have Steven Adams over here eating the steak for the entire team to make sure everybody gets all the protein. <laughs> so I'm just real angry about that. And uh, Steven Adams, the one that broke his hand in the middle of a game and still shot the free throws. Yeah, no kidding. Right. remember that? Because he Peaceful takes in protein. <laughs> Steven Adams is a, a fan of Monster. steak. Boy you needs know, some milk. Speaking of the plant-based diet, though, one person we haven't really talked of much today because he didn't really do a whole lot, I think, was Chris Paul. He kind of he had a couple of nice passes. Yeah, I was gonna say he had some he, good yeah, he's, plays where he he's set very players crafty. Up. Yeah, he just did some some Chris Paul things. I also think Chris Paul has been in the league since forever. 
just and, going through the motions out there. And he just kind of went through the motions well, of what a, are Chris Paul things besides whining like a little bitch on the court. <laughs> um, he got kind of fancy with the ball a few times, made a few layups. I like it when people get fancy with the ball. Uh, <laughs> he stole the ball a few times. He didn't. He didn't. His shot was much today. His outside shot didn't look super great today, but again, he didn't. I mean. He's just kind of going through the motions out there. So I'm curious. I like the amount of talk preseason. that Shea talk. I like the like amount of the amount of crap that Shea talks to CP. Yes. Uh, about his game. Yeah. Apparently, game. Uh, yeah. Apparently, Chris Paul missed a shot, a three, <laughs> and today, and Shea looked at him and said, "Dang, bro, your shit's broke." Broke. It's <laughs> awesome. Which is incredible. I love it. He's so confident. I love that about him. All the He's swagger. Also got a deep voice. I wasn't expecting he that does. deep of a voice. Yeah. He's such a deep voice. Yeah. He, uh, those Canadian boys. Is he going to be better than? Is he going to be better than Andrew Wiggins? Gosh, I hope so. He's already better than, than Andrew, Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. R.J. Barrett. Curious to see him this season. We gotta, we gotta. It's a wait and see approach in these Canadian folks. Yeah, they're national. Folks. Sports. You know what's funny is Hockey that and curling. Shea's <laughs> voice is super deep, and then Andre Robertson's voice is like. <laughs> Super high pitch. Like <laughs> hey man, if he's if he gets Rachel Demida by speaking like that, and we're yeah. all we all have chances. Hey baby, That's how's right. it going? Can I get your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk to twelve year olds. It's really <laughs> mean. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, maybe at the end of Shay's career, he'll have a voice kind of like uh, Doc Rivers. <laughs> Andre is gonna he's hear just this. raspy. Andre's gonna hear this, and Jake's I tried to pass the ball. Jake's eventually gonna get on the Thunder beat after covering the blue, and Andre's not gonna want to talk to him at all. <laughs> he's gonna get next question. Just, <laughs> just talk to Andre like this. <laughs> no, Andre's a really nice dude. Um, he seems like he's he's really cool and down to earth. It's just it's funny that like the the difference in their the the deepness of their voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And everybody has yeah. It's, it's that altitude. Andre spent all them years in Colorado. That's it's true. Altitude. Yeah. The altitude and the marijuanas. Yeah, <laughs> marijuanas. Uh, all right, anything else? Or are we getting out of here? Are we done? Uh, y'all finished or y'all done? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. I feel like we, uh, I feel like we covered it. Just uh, some certain players that stood out that we didn't really expect, and just looking forward to preseason and basketball starting back up. That is true. Speaking of preseason, Tuesday night, Tulsa. The game is on ESPN. Afterwards, we will have a post-game podcast. It'll be Taylor on that one. Uh, I might jump in. I might. I might say a few words. Who knows? <laughs> and then there's another one on Thursday, I think. Right? Yeah. So, and that one's against the, also the New Zealand Breakers. The oh, really? Breakers. I thought they played yeah, Mavericks back. back. Okay, Breakers. gotcha. Yep. Uh, they they play the Mavericks again, just not uh, not two nights in a row. Okay, gotcha. So we will have post game pods on both of those games. So be on the lookout for that. Will we have jewel pods with the post game pods? No. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, those kill people. Pods. Tide pods. Tide pods. Okay. I'm so brain scrambled right now. <laughs> jewel pods, tide pods, post game pods, pods All for the everybody. Pods. Everybody, hey. <laughs> The forbidden a- fruit. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, I don't know what else to say. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. 
legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.